What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Father, we come to you tonight, dear Lord, in prayer, just thanking you for this day. Thanking you, Lord, for the greatness of these times. Father, we know, dear God, that we're in a time that, dear Lord, is in the time of judgment. And, Lord, we pray that people would begin to see, dear Lord, your truth. Father, they will not receive the truth. They will. And, Lord, they're just like it was in the days of Israel when you came during your ministry. Lord, it's no different in this time. And, Lord, you warned us that we'd all be caught in a snare, but the people don't want to believe that. And, Father, in the next couple of nights, I would like to talk to you, dear Lord, and communicate more of your scripture to you, dear Lord, because, Lord, I know that you repeated to the Father, dear God, in John seventeen seventeen, that we, you require that the people be set apart by truth. And you made that a restriction upon us, dear Lord, because you were paying the price right after that with your blood for our lives, but you made a condition. And that condition is in John seventeen seventeen. It says that the people must separate themselves by your truth, by God's truth, which is the words that you were sent in the world to bear witness to, dear Lord. And Father, dear Lord, you, you said this in John eighteen thirty seven. You testified that you had come into the world to bear witness to the truth. That was the reason you came in. And all those who hear your voice, dear Lord, would understand. But Lord, they, they don't. And Lord, you said, dear God, that in John seventeen seventeen, that your, the truth that you're talking about is the words of God. And the Father told us that he was sending you into the world to make known the words because the world would have lost them. They were sealed up in the time of Daniel 12. And Lord, they were unsealed at the time of your coming. And Father, it very well clarifies, dear God, that these words are our covering. You tell us that in fifty-one Isaiah 51, 16, that it's the covering. Dear Lord, the words, your hand covered us, dear Lord, like a shadow. Father, after you put the words in us. And Lord, your hand is the authority of the words of God that you spoke and then you planted the heavens. And Father, was a foreshadow. Dear Lord, that's why you said it like a shadow. Dear Lord, you said it in Isaiah fifty-one sixteen. And Lord, it was a foreshadow of what was coming. Because by that, the Father would not destroy all of mankind, but he would continue to be merciful according to your plea. And Lord, you, you found favor with I mean, uh, Noah found favor with you, and you brought him through. And Lord, many times we should have been destroyed, but you brought us through this. And then, Lord, you even showed us, dear Lord, on in Leviticus 16, a very ma- just fantastic truth. Lord, in that, you showed, dear God, the two goats. And Lord, you show that the one goat, dear Lord, the one pays the price for and dear Lord, the other one sets free. But Lord, the people don't understand. The one is representing your your mercy, your grace. You're giving us the words by the sacrifice of your blood so that the sins could be set free and put on the one, the covering. And Lord, that was you. And Lord, you came and you did exactly that, Lord. You gave your body, 
dear Lord, and you were resurrected, but you gave your blood so that the wisdom or the words of wisdom could be opened to us and the temple, t- the temple veil was torn. And Lord, we praise your name for that. And Lord, in, in Revelation 12, you tell us the fantastic truth. Dear Lord, it matches Leviticus 16, where it shows, dear Lord, that the covering, that, that when you put the hands over the head, dear Lord, of the goat, when the priest would do that, it covered the sins of the nation, the peoples. Lord, that is just like what you did to us back in the beginning of creation, according to Isaiah fifty-one sixteen, Before you planted the heavens, you put your covering of your hands over us. And Lord, you did the same there. You showed them this. And Lord, you came and you paid the price of your blood, dear Lord, to cover us. And Lord, you show us in Revelation 12 that when the man-child, when you were taken up, the child was born, dear Lord, by the words of wisdom, by the way of wisdom, by the Spirit of God, you were born on this earth. And Father, then it says very clearly in Revelation 12, Lord, marvelously, that the wisdom, the woman, in the Bible, the wisdom's always the words of wisdom that she speaks, that are, you said, dear God, your your words in John three thirty four are always filled with the full measure of the Spirit of God. And Lord, you show us, dear God, in that truth, Dear Lord, that, that the um, covering, dear Lord, is, is the words of wisdom. You paid the price, and wisdom didn't leave the earth. Dear Lord, it, it was there, dear Father, because the words of wisdom, dear Lord, stayed on the earth and was sent out to the wilderness to cover our sins by the grace of you. By the blood, the spirit of grace, that's what it allowed to be done. The words of wisdom was never taken from us from the time you came into the world and went away. You paid the price of blood to allow the Father to allow those words to stay. And it says that in Revelation 12. And Lord, the wisdom, just like you send the goat, dear Lord, in Leviticus, dear God, and in chapter 16 in the goat, dear Lord, is sent out into the wilderness. It is as an atonement for the sins because the blood price was paid by the other one. And Lord, the words of wisdom was always here. And if we would have called upon her, dear Lord, upon that wisdom, the words of wisdom, as it says in Proverbs 1, 20, 23, we were to call upon you and you would have caused your words to be made known to us and the words overcome the world. And dear Lord, we wouldn't do it. We haven't done it now and the shepherd still won't do it. And Lord, it tells us though, that even though she stayed here from the time of your death, dear Lord, until the time of times and half time, as it says in Leviticus, I mean in Revelation 12. Dear Lord, then she's brought forward. And dear Lord, she's nourished. Father, it means, dear Lord, again, that people are coming to her and receiving the word and, and praising her name and receiving it to do good again, allowing the, the works to be fed to her, the glory of God to be made known in her. Father, it's a, it's a wonderful thing, these things. Dear Lord, it's, it's marvelous that you did Yom Kippur. Dear Lord, you, you showed us that it had to be done on the seventh month, on the tenth day. And the seventh the month, dear Lord, is talking about the way of the spirits because in the heavens, dear Lord, that the, the months continue to cycle. Lord, those heavens speak forth the way of you. And Lord, we see this, dear God, in this. Twelve is the government, seven is the spirit. And the tenth day, 
Tenth day is, is, dear Lord, the number 10 is for the perfection of the earth. And Lord, that's what you did. You released the blood that day to perfect the sins because, Lord, you said that in this time, dear Lord, even the adultery type thing, dear Lord, it's speaking of the removal of the sins. Dear Lord, by the dust. The, the dust had to be, dear Lord, the, the, the priest would take the dust and mix it with the water and cause the woman to drink that water. And dear Lord, that bitter water, and if, if she was sin, if she was an adulterer, her stomach would rot and her legs would rot. Dear Lord, at this time, people don't understand, at this time, dear Lord, you gave us a very important truth at this time. Dear Lord, I've explained in the writing uh, a, a, um, the keys of light for the simple. Dear Lord, I've explained in that writing the times, the evening, the night, and all that as you've shown me. Lord, it's in there for the people to see. And it's available on the website. And Lord, it explains all these things. But Lord, what the people don't understand is, dear God, this this thing, dear Lord, of Yom Kippur is pointing to the separation judgment day. And Lord, it's, it's very interesting that you're also pointing to it, dear Lord, being the time of the seventh month, being the time, dear Lord, that you're going to afflict the people, dear Lord. I mean, you're going to remove the sins or... And it's like the the lady caught in adultery. It'll rot the stomach. Well, Lord, that's what the plagues are going to come. And Lord, on the Yom Kippur, you're pointing out to the people. Dear Lord, they're not to do any work. Because in John 9, 4, 5, you tell us, dear Lord, that in the night, in this time we're in right now, that we're coming to the end of next April. Dear Lord, in this time, it'll be ended in the winter. And then the first month, the seventh month is coming and you give us a, a very important time. You're going to perfect the earth at that time. And Lord, it was like those people, dear Lord, that, that when they came to you, dear God, and, and with an adulterous lady and you were in the temple treasury, which is near the, the Gentile the woman's court, dear Lord, in the temple. And Lord, you're writing in the dust. And it's that same kind of dust that the, that the of the women's court that the priest would take and put into the water. And he would also write on, on parchment, the, the sin of this lady and so forth, the adulteress. And dear Lord, if she was not guilty, the, the wouldn't bother, but you would scrape, the priest would scrape that off into the water. And then she'd be made to drink this water. It's called bitter water. And Lord, it's, it's really interesting because that brings the, the sins out. If, this, if if she is sinful, her stomach will rot. And dear Lord, her, her thigh will rot, which because the inheritance of Israel, of, of the people of Israel's that sign of the thigh, it's the sign you gave to Jacob. And dear Lord, the, the stomach is dear Lord. The, the thing is, it's where we get the food of the kingdom of heaven that causes us to do good and not evil. Uh, dear Lord, it, it percolates there and goes into the heart and from there, dear Lord, it goes to the mind. It comes out our mouth. Dear Lord, we pray that the people understand, dear God, at this time, you told them in John 9, 4, 5, that on that day of the separation judgment, in that night, dear Lord, you're going to cause the people to not be able to work. Dear Lord, they will not be able to work. Dear Lord, nobody will work. But dear Lord, if they would go back and read to Lord Leviticus sixteen twenty nine. It says in there, you shall afflict your souls and shall do no manner of work, the homeborn or the stranger that sojourneth among them. Lord, everybody, 
You're talking about everybody in every household around the world is going to not work at that time. And Lord, you told us in Malachi 4.2 that even your people who you set aside for refinement at that time are going to be fed like stall-fed calves. Stall-fed calves. Dear Lord, we pray that the people begin to understand this is serious. Dear Lord, when, when you wrote on that temple treasury, it was the morning of the eighth day. It was the morning of Simshat Torah, the morning of the beginning of the word. And Lord, in, Revitic, in, in Revelation 6, 12 to 17, when those people, dear Lord, at that sealed judgment, dear Lord, when that time came, Lord, it's very interesting how this lays out very much like us because, dear Lord, you cried out to the people, those who are thirsty, come, uh, come, and that was on the sixth day of the week. But the seventh day, the seventh uh, day of the feast, which is on the sixth day of the week, and the eighth day is, of course, uh, the, the, the next day was the 15th day, the second Sabbath of the month. And dear Lord, the people don't understand their God, that on that sixth day was the ending. It's pointing to this time we're in right now. Lord, if you allowed these 6,000 years to come to completion, that's why we're at 577 or whatever the, uh, 5777, whatever the year is, this Jubilee year. Dear Lord, we know it's short of the 6,000 because if you allowed us to complete our work up to the 6,000th year, we'd destroy ourselves completely. So you have to come early. Because man is not capable without the spirit of doing a kingdom work that would get him into heaven. You would have to judge us for our works and our talents at that time and all of us would fail. Because we're all caught in a snare right now. As you tell us in Luke 21, 34 to 36. So that's why this last evening, of, I mean last time of the night, this last year, the seventh year of the night. Is coming to a closing of this, dear Lord, the, the work that we've done at this time. Like the sixth day it's the work I mean you don't judge us on the knowledge which is what you said in Hosea 4 6 you're going to reject those who rejected your knowledge you're going to reject them as priests before you and and you're going to reject their children Lord we pray that people begin to understand this Lord we have until the winter to come out before the winter we must come out you said don't let your flight be in the winter and the people don't believe it and Lord, they can see the evil that's percolating everywhere. They don't take credit for the uh, the uh, abominations of abortions or the pagan currency in their pocket that they work every day for, or the idols that they allow standing in the sea. You know, they, they think, well, that's nothing we can do about it. That's absolutely wrong in this day. Their job is to bring forth the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven so that you are enabled in power and we anoint you as the most high and with your power you'll speak all these idols be bust a powder, bust a powder which is what you say in the scriptures but we will not do this we think we should get a free ticket up to the rapture up to heaven because we've been so wonderful even though you told us in, in the lukewarm church in revelation 3 14 to 21 you told us lord you're knocking on the door and lord you told us that we have to feed you that's why we have to feed the words of wisdom. We have to enable them. We have to bring them in and bring them out so that they're nourished. Because the wisdom is nourished by the glory of speaking forth your words and doing them. Lord, you showed us this in, in the scriptures, dear Lord, when you came into the pool of Siloam. And there was a man there. And, and dear Lord, he had, uh, had 38 years. Dear Lord, he, he had been like this crippled, dear Lord, and, and uh, I can't remember the issue that he had, but dear Lord, you, you healed him at that time. 
And dear Lord, the interesting thing was he was 38 years old. 38 is the number for your glory. It's the number, dear Lord, for, for more than that, but like your power and also, dear Lord, your heart. It's the number of your glory in your heart. And dear Lord, even the number 19 is symbolic of our heart. And dear Lord, two times 19, of course, is 38. And two is the witness of the words of wisdom. So it's your glory and your honor, your heart, that you want us to have a heart like yours. Dear Lord, we do that by the words of wisdom. And here she is. She, dear Lord, was released when you were taken up to heaven. She was sent out into the wilderness, as it says in Revelation 12, to wait until this time or until the people would wake up and realize and turn to you. When they turn to you, of course, because the only way they can come to you, dear Lord, to overcome the world is by the words of God. And if they will not receive the words of God, then they cannot overcome the world. But here she is waiting. She tells us in Proverbs 1, 20, 23, that she's always calling out her words in the cities, in the squares, everywhere. She's been calling them out. She's been in the wilderness, but she's been calling out to us her words. And dear Lord, especially in this last time, dear God, in the, in the time of times and half time, you told her, dear Lord, you're going to be nourishing her. You're nourishing her by bringing people to hear her words, her wisdom. And if we don't have those words of wisdom, because it says in Revelation 12, uh, uh, 16, that by the ones with the words of wisdom or overcome the world, the, the devil has to run away from them, give up on them, because he can't overcome them. Lord, when you stirred with your doing away the words by stirring the dust on the, on the temple floor, now these priests had come with a, with a stone, which represents the word of God symbolically represents it's interesting lord that the people will, will accept that these stones mean the words of god they'll accept that but they don't understand there's a promise in there if they do something they're also judged by it. they laid down that stone because dear lord in this time after you come in in this winter time dear lord you're, they're going to know that there's sin and they're going to know that the plagues are coming because it's just like when you wrote on that temple floor these people's minds were stirred up dear lord starting with the oldest one because they had the most knowledge and that knowledge was stirred up and they laid down that stone and left. The interesting thing is they did not repent to you. Each one of them laid down that stone until there wasn't any more. And dear Lord, it means that they were cast out from you because they did not repent to you because the spirit showed them their sins and their punishment that would be coming if they went against you in that. They walked away, but it was symbolic of this very day that you're saying in John 9, 4, 5, when no one will work. The same thing you're saying, Leviticus sixteen twenty nine. It's pointing to that time when no one will work because they will not be able to speak the words and all the science of man will be put to naught. Because, Lord, they're going to learn that you control all the particles. Only what you give them will I will receive, period. It's just like, dear Lord, you brought them out of Egypt and you gave them the manna. They wanted more, but you did it for a purpose that they might know good, and you were testing them. Lord, you're going to test these people. And dear Lord, the ones that revolt against you, the ones that have the sins and, and are totally revolting and they will not turn, are going to see the same thing, the punishment of the adulteress. They're going to see, dear Lord, that they followed the, the fornication with the harlot. When they fornicate with the harlot, all these leaders, all these shepherds, all these people, they're going to get the rotted belly. They're going to get the rotted legs. Lord, that's what you said, all their flesh. You, you, you know, I, I told the people uh, last night, dear Lord, when we were praying, dear Lord, we're talking about in Jeremiah, 
the letter warns them that this time in Revelation 18, they're going to be paid double for what they've done and double for what they're going to do. And back in those days, they paid double for what they did. Now they're going to have the whole body full of boils. And many of them are going to have their limbs rotted off. Dear Lord, you said that the shepherds who refuse the words, dear Lord, they're going to have their eye, the right eye will be missing and the right arm will be uh, withered off as shame. Because, Lord, that's what you said you're going to do to the people at this time, just like in, in Numbers 5, you do to the adulteress. You cause them to be shamed. And, dear Lord, that's what they're going to have this time. And you tell that over and over in the scriptures. Lord, we pray that people begin to understand this truth. Dear Lord, it's very much this thing. And, dear Lord, you use the word, I think it's in Exodus 35. You use the word cover there, but you translate it as the ransom paid for the murderers. There's no ransom available to them. And, but the word that you're using means no cover. Lord, you covered us with your hand, the shadow of your hand, a foreshadowing what you're doing through all time. You've held us by your word. But there's a famine of the word coming. Amos 8, 11, 14. A famine of the word coming. John 9, 4, 5. A famine of the word coming, as it says in Revelation uh, uh, 6. Or Re- yeah, Revelation 6, uh, 5 to 6. Dear Lord, there's a famine of the word coming. Dear Lord, darkness is coming on the earth. The words are going to be taken away from them. But they will not hear it. And Lord, we pray they will hear it because that's what's going to happen. That covering is going to be removed from them. That word covering. Dear Lord, the word that you use in Leviticus 16, it's the same word you use as a ransom for the murderer that you won't allow them to have a ransom. There'll be no cover for them. Dear Lord, we pray that there were soldiers and the policemen and the civil servants and the UN and all these people and all these politicians trying to go to war. Remember that scripture, Lord. Because there's no cover for them. There's not going to be anything for them. They will not be covered at this time. Because, Lord, you're that covering. And it says the light of the world is going to be taken out of the world. As it says in John 9, 4, 5 and Amos 8, 11 to 14. All those other worlds. They're going to search and search. They can't find nothing. They can't get away from it. The plagues are going to come upon them. They're going to spend every dime they got, dear Lord, trying they're going to hate the currency. As you said, dear Lord, they're going to hate the harlot, which the currencies of the harlot. It's all fiat currency. It's not real. They're going to be throwing it away, throwing their coins and their silver and their gold in the streets because nothing's going to get them away from that torment. And Revelation 6, 12 to 17, it says all the kings and, and all the people, even the slaves, will know. They'll ask the question that they're going to ask the question, who among us can stand? And the reason is they're saying that is they know their sins, just like these men that you caused them to stir it up. During the winter time. the sins are going to be stirred up, but it's too late. It'll be too late. And dear Lord, we know, dear God, that many, I know you said don't let your flight be in the winter. Dear Lord, and when that comes, dear Lord, the plagues are going to come upon them in the morning time, just like it did to Pharaoh. And Lord, we pray to understand this. Dear Lord, they stir up that dust. And dear Lord, their conscience are going to know, just like in Revelation 6, 12 to 17, those people know that the plagues are coming upon them. They know they won't be able to stand because, dear Lord, the, the price of the adulterer, which is all these harlots, all these pagan currencies, worshiping Christmas, which is a pagan holiday. People try to code it as Christ's birthday. What a 
sham. We've all been misled by these things. And preachers preaching this left behind baloney. I mean, it's not even matching the scriptures. And dear Lord, we pray that they did understand they need to come to the knowledge of truth. They need to get your words. As dear Lord, you said in John eight forty three to 47, Dear Lord, a terrible thing there. They can't understand your speech. They think they hear you. They, they interpret it, they hear you. But dear Lord, they can't do it because they don't understand the words. Words of God, and you told them, John eight forty seven. if they will not hear the words of God, they are not of God. And dear Lord, you told us that in John fourteen twenty three to 24. If they will not hear the words of God that you came into the world to speak, they're not, they don't love you. If they don't love you, you will not honor them when it comes time to the judgment of the Father. You warned these people in Matthew seven twenty one to 23. Dear Lord, you said many at this time. are going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this and that? And consider that. That's the preachers and elders doing this. And dear Lord, the ones that prayed and healed people, ones that cast out demons and all those things. And they're going to be saying, what? We, we got it all wrong? They didn't have any idea. And they'll say, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, because they forget the fact that Psalms 119 and 142, you tell them that your truth is law. And in John 17, 17, you say it's required of them to be set apart by truth, which is the words of God in this time. And you tell us that again in Joel 2, 12 to 20. The people won't listen. Father, we pray that you will shake the earth. But Lord, before you shake it, dear Lord, and they can't return to you, Lord, would you please allow the Spirit to stir the people again? Allow them to begin to hear knowledge, because, Lord, they will not receive this message. They revolt again. Lord, they say it's not presented correctly. Dear Lord, it's in the Scriptures. They don't need me. Dear Lord, the Scriptures are clear and plain, but they will not hear it. They're just like the people of Israel and the rabbis and the priests in that day. They're hard-headed people coming out of Egypt. They're hard-headed, and they don't realize it. They're arrogant and don't realize it. And they're determined to take control over chaos. They will not, dear Lord, stunt back and walk in peace and righteousness. They want to take control over everything. And many, dear Lord, want vengeance. Dear Lord, that is the ones that are going to be just like the others. Because you you told these people, don't cast the first stone if you have any sin among you. And that's what will happen. These people that cast the first stones upon these people, think what's going to happen to them. They think they got the words or anything else, dear Lord, it won't help. Because, Lord, you told them it's your judgment. They're judged by the words, not our emotions. Father, we pray that we'll all receive it and walk in your truth. We ask these things in thy precious, thy holy name, that your kingdom will come, that the people will see that, dear Lord, we're all in trouble. We all need to repent. We need the sacred assembly of Joel 2, 12 to 20. And we need to pray for our enemies. Because, dear Lord, you're going to stir the enemy up against those whose hearts aren't right, which is what you're saying, dear Lord, in, in Revelation twelve seventeen, Dear Lord, we must walk in righteousness with the woman. Father, we pray that your hand be upon us. Help us to understand this. Lord, we don't condemn anybody. Dear Lord, we're all in trouble. Help us, Lord, to walk straight. We ask this in thy precious and thy holy name. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.